Yeah. It is. It is mad. Um, I found myself like just making stupid digs at people now, rather than actually thought out arguments. <laughs> which I don't. I don't know if that's like a good thing or not. It like, is. When, yeah. When Boy George was chatting shit, I was like, "Fine, I'm a chameleon." And then um, Sharon Stone. So it was like Karen Stone. I'm not even saying anything. <laughs> I'm not even saying anything. <laughs> Um, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to What Aff. Um, my name's Gareth Ike. Your name is? Richard Willett. My first What Aff this week is me shaving my beard off. I like it. Right, it's so, taken years off you. So I was in um, I was in the bathroom and I, I just use clippers. I don't use like a wet razor. And I couldn't find the head of the clippers to trim the beard up, right? So it's basically just down to like maybe a zero right. or whatever. And then I was, I was getting annoyed with the fact that I couldn't find the thing. So I could just shape it a little bit. I couldn't okay. find it, and I was getting more and more annoyed. And we were supposed to be going out, so Gemma was like, I'm waiting. And it annoyed me because I'm always waiting for her. And then I was just like, do you know what? Fuck it. But I didn't say fuck it because I've got kids. And um, so I just got the thing. It just took the lot off, right? And then I just stood there looking at myself. And the first thought was, how long is this going to take to come back? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're in the hairdressers and they go a bit too far. And you're too polite to say, hang, hang on. Well, you can't I don't want to have sex. Yeah, I don't want <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's not the hairdressers, and that's bubbles in Derby. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So and they they cut in, and you're like, oh no, it's looking good, looking good now. And they go, yeah, we'll just um, and then they carry on. You're like, no, you're done. And then they yeah. carry on. You're too polite to go. I'm I'm all right now. It looks good. And then they keep going and keep going. You're sitting there going, oh, it's gonna take two weeks now, isn't it? Three weeks to grow back now. So like, when I come back next time, do I come back thinking I'm gonna gonna need a bit of gap between the haircut and and seeing people next time? Like, you try and plan it out in a schedule. That's, that's why being chatty in the hairdressers is a bad thing. Yeah. Because if you're having a nice in-depth conversation, which I am quite chatty, I do podcasts and that, um, <laughs> you get less, you get uh, more taken off because they're just chatting and they're thinking, well, if I stop cutting, the conversation ends and I'm quite enjoying this conversation. So I'll just keep cutting and the next thing you're like, that's fucking, all right, I'm yeah. like Arthur Bright said Fred. <laughs> the other half. Oh, but yeah. Well, the best way to get out of the chair, though, I find, is talk about the masks and segue into the um, into the experimental vaccine. They kind of like go, they, they kind of panic about that, and then you, you go into Bill Gates and all that. Like, I, I find it funny to see how far I can go with this conspiracy stuff before they said, try to like usher you out the door with half a mullet. Like, see, I, I struggle with that though because I I know everyone at the hairdressers and they know me, so they are well prepared when I'm booked in. Yeah. They're, oh, yeah, here we go. He's coming in. Yeah, but, you've um, got. I've got a bit of wall here. We can't look. Come push it back that way. I'll go back that way with your camera. Oh me! I've Sorry, got your mate. bit of normal wall. There you go. Carry on. Is that right? Yeah. But I um, this killed the illusion, isn't it? I've got another bit on the other side. I'll crop oh, it. Fucking hell! It's because I'm. It's because it's because I'm slightly further away. That's better. Is that okay? Yeah. Like that. Much better. But um, but yeah. So I walked into the to the bedroom and uh, Ophie started crying. Right. <laughs> Didn't recognise me. Obviously, got proper stranger danger. Why is this weird, clean-shaven bloke in my house? Gemma just sort of looked at me and went, "Oh, right, no words." And then, and then, Laura came walking in and just looked at me and just went, 
just started laughing. <laughs> Fucking brutal, isn't it? And I went, what? I said, you look like Uncle JJ. <laughs> I was That's like, quite sweet, really, I suppose. Yeah, I guess yeah. it is, yeah. But I was yeah. just like, right, I'm growing it back. I don't know why I, don't know why I did that. So that's a water. It's growing back already. I know, to be fair. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not bad. But the annoying thing is, is my tash, my tash, grow, like, when I was, like, a late teens, early 20s, I used to be called oil slick, like fucking Tom Selleck. This bit grows... And quick. swampy. And swampy, yeah. Well, no, swampy was earlier. I couldn't... Right. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so the, I have to keep trimming this down while this catches up. Right. That's it's, weird. It's a first world problem. <laughs> That's really weird. It's yeah. like one arm growing longer than the other. Basically, I have got one leg longer than the other. To you be have, fair. actually. It's yeah. all a bit fucking lopsided. You still manage to get up that hill quicker than I do. Mountain. Mountain. Well, I'll walk round it. Actually, we should mention the Walk Series 3, shouldn't we? Because we we're, put, yeah. we're putting that together. We're going to Scotland if the great Nick Tater lets us in. I um, want to see the, the nice Templar stuff. Well, I've we've got an email address for people that are home. Um, which is the walk at iconic.com. So if you've got any suggestions or people that you think we should talk to, because obviously the whole point of um, the walk really is to talk to people that aren't necessarily particularly famous or well-known, you know, someone that's in your local village or your town that's like a fountain of knowledge that's like well, well up, well versed on, you know, fucking legends and folklore and stuff. That's who we want to talk to because you can quite easily get some guy from a university to spout the same old nonsense that everyone else does that you got out of a book, but I'd much rather talk to as you would, I'm sure, talk to the local people. Yeah, that's much point. That's much point. Local people, local stories exactly. about the Knights Templar. Yeah, preferably. Yeah. So, my first what after of the day of the of the fortnight was uh, about Robin, who um, was working at a vaccine centre. Did you see this one? No. Oh, it's brilliant. So this is Robin. This is a headline in my London. Apparently, it's a paper or a website. Um, so he's the t- headline is, I've given over 10,000 people the COVID-19 vaccine in the last year. Sometimes I work so fast, I jab one person every minute. Imagine admitting that. Imagine admitting that. I ask you, at Nuremberg, um, I didn't do anything. Well, I've, 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 I've got to, I don't know. I'll quote you here. I'll quote you here. Yeah. And then we'll do the math, because you worked there for six months. So... Sometimes you work so fast, Robin, um, that you jab one person every minute. Yeah. Were you, were you, did you have a harpoon? Were they lining up? Were you running at them? So it was January 2021 and Robin Safar was in an empty office in Canary Wharf wearing a plastic blue, I'm oh, sorry, a blue plastic PPE gown, nothing else, knob out, two face masks. Obviously. And a face shield. In his hand, he held a needle. I love the way they've tried to make it like a set the scene with yeah, this. Yeah, the dramatic. This is like you would get this in the sun, would you? The clouds rolled over. <laughs> it was windy outside, and there was a small dog pissing up a tree. We don't see these things often. Inside, Robin Sophia was wearing two masks. That's how they should have built it. Yeah. The surrounding buildings and other floors of the building he was in were also empty. Why was that? Giving the area a strange ghostly quality. I love the way they've written this like a story. He sounds like a fucking serial killer. <laughs> well, he he's is. Dressed, he's he possibly up. is. Yeah. Fair point, fair point. <laughs> There's a weirdo with a needle covering, hiding his identity, about to stab people in an empty tower block. <laughs> All right. Okay. Starring who? Who's who's going to save the day? Well, Robin, Batman, and Robin. Oh, well, Ben Affleck's coming to save the day. <laughs> this guy doesn't look anything like Ben Affleck. Trust me. Robin's as well as though. <laughs> You should. It was typical. If you had to draw him, basically, you just draw a stick man. I'll stick a mask on it. 
as well as those who fear the vaccine, Robin also encountered his opponents. So I skipped a bit. Its opponents. So this was a quote for him. The anti-vaxxers, sometimes they don't say, but very often they let me know that they're against this, he explains. So why are they in there? Why have you got... Are you, are you dragging them in there? Anti-vaxxers, he say, will often come in for functional reasons, holidays, say, or a vaccine passport. So you know they don't want it, but you're carrying on doing one a minute. So your morals and values are like, fuck them, worry about that. Yeah, yeah, you don't give a fuck. Imagine yeah. that, though, coming in and just going, I don't want this, I don't want this. <laughs> But I want a warm pint on a beach in Benidorm. Really? Really? Fucking hell. Imagine that. It, it reminds me of when we were on tour years and years ago. Um, the bass, We were all staying in the van and the bass player had, you know, done quite well with the lady. And he came back middle of the night rather than in the morning. And it was like, all right, did it not go well? And he went, no, it's fine. Yeah. But it turned out that as he was, you know, I'm trying to set the scene here. I suppose as he was working away, um, she just looked at him and went, I hate men. <laughs> right so he obviously just got off and went oh yeah all right i'm i'm gonna leave then because this is a bit fucking weird it feels a bit like that is that yeah. something you've a conclusion that you came to during or was that something you came to the encounter with <laughs> I, I think to be fair a lot of us saw some sort of weirdness coming when she was walking around the venue licking random people's faces um yeah. earlier in the evening you know to be fair me and a couple of the lads went She's a, she's an odd one. This so one. Why did your mate go? She's the one for me. I don't know. Why does anyone do anything, Richard? Oh, yeah, I don't know either. I I don't know what's going on. Um. So yeah. And then his next quote is um. We were very clearly trained that you don't debate with people. It's very difficult <laughs> to get into a conversation with people about how vaccines are not just for them, but for the protection of other people as well. Yes, it is, Robin, because it's bullshit. Imagine so that, though. So admitting. they've been told not to discuss or debate with people because they'll lose the debate because it makes no fucking sense. So instead of having the debate, like you just said, he's been trained to go, just don't discuss it. <laughs> don't talk about it. Don't talk, don't talk to anti-Semites. Same thing over yeah. again, isn't it? Yeah. You're a fucking racist. You're a Nazi. Well, I'll tell you what. All right, let's have a debate then about it. I don't talk to racists and Nazis. Well, I can't fucking win then, can I? Yeah. What are you on about? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that is literally like throwing right. a hand grenade and then closing the door. You're going down for murder, mate. I didn't do it. I don't debate with murderers. I don't discuss murderers. You're just going. Go yeah, prison. sorry. Um, could you just uh, state your name for the uh, for the court? Don't talk to court. Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't realise. Do you want to just open the side door? Just let him go. Yeah. Sorry, I had no idea. Sorry to waste the afternoon. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I didn't know. No one told me he didn't do. I know. Talking to this. I hope he doesn't sue. <laughs> We'll be back here like a rocket. We won't. We won't be back here. We won't. But, but you, you need. Uh, I've, if I've got to come in, I need informed consent, don't I? So if you, if I am asking you a question, yeah, double double mask, you've kind of got to answer it, haven't you? And if you don't he's know, told not why to. Don't you know? He's been yeah. trained not to get to give informed consent. Basically, yeah. he's just told us. Sorry, oh. I don't talk. If if I talk, then I, 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 it goes to like maybe one every two minutes, and that's not. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get on you bet. <laughs> it gets worse, mate. <clears throat> it gets worse. Robin has also vaccinated his own family members, even if they didn't want it, and even recruited his daughter Tamar oh. to form a vaccine double act with him. No. As in, like, like yeah, Britain's got like, talent. Yeah, or in the hospital, and he's probably only doing his fucking relatives because he wants the inheritance. 
that's true and his daughter so far so far that's not an indian name it's so far i've just put them all together i was gonna say it sounds like jafar (laughs) so far so far they've worked at the royal free together it's hospital she is she's as the steward entering the vaccines data and he administering the shot uh, I do the shot and you put the data in. I do the shot and you put the data in. We've got 16 dead. Do you put 16 dead in? Yeah. It sounds very Sweeney Todd, doesn't it? it I'll slash his throat. You make him into a pie. There you go, love downstairs. Business, business. Don't yeah. put that on. We've spotted it. We found a hole in the market. Cash in hand, mate. I don't want to tax this shit off. He becomes a little bit... Oh, this is his best work. This is from Robin. It becomes a little bit competitive as a team because you're trying to see who can go f- faster than the other. To hell. <laughs> He's in a fucking express train. And go, go. Jab one a minute. I'm doing one every minute. I don't know. I mean, when, honestly, Sandra. when all this when all this comes out, these people are fucked. But these these people are openly telling you this is the absurd thing. It's like like. Hitler just walked around going with a big sign going, I killed 30, 40,000 Jews today. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like, it's... But, but what's mad, though, is there'll be people out there that will be going, oh, what a hero. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, what a hero. He thinks he's a hero. He adds, with a touch of pride... Oh, God, here we go. Good segue. We were really efficient. There's about a dozen vaccinator teams, and I felt that we were the duo who were going the fastest. Out of all the killers, I was the best. So, no informed consent, because you refuse to talk, have conversations and answer questions. Yep. And you're admitting the fact that a lot of the people that came in didn't even want it, but you did it anyway. And you were doing no, clearly having no safety checks, because you were doing one a minute. Yeah. And trying to get faster. It's like your bleep test when you work at the supermarket in your teens. See how much you can get through. So, it ends with this. I mean, this was brilliant. This had me crying with laughter. Um... I'm sure the nation will join me in paying tribute to these amazing volunteers whose efforts will undoubtedly help to save more, many more lives. The inversion of it. <sighs> so that, that was Robin. Um, if you look on the, I think it was the London Times. I can't remember now. My, my London. My London, that was it. And there is a picture of Robin. Um, but I can't find him now. Oh, Robin's head, I've titled, titled it as. And um, I will put that in the, in the video. But Robin, oh, bless him. I mean, he must be in his 60s. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he looks like he just really believes in what he's doing is the right thing, which is the sad thing. Yeah. He thinks he's wearing a cape. Yeah. So he said, the main reason that people signed up as vaccinators, that feeling, I guess it's powerlessness, really, of not being able to impact others. That's why, that's why, um, that's why Charles Manson really got on Onto his uh, like role, although he didn't kill anyone, Manson. To be fair, uh, and and the money, Robin. Yeah, <laughs> and the money. Yeah, let's not forget that. What you're getting a shot, son. Yeah, yeah that's why he's trying to do one a minute. Yeah. How, so how much money has he made? Oh, he won't tell you that. Robin's minted. Rolling in it, rolling in it is. So that was Robin. I mean, this is the absurdity of it all. So that that made me laugh. That was that was my first one. Robin I'll tell you what. What else is absurd, right, is I'm just going to read out some headlines here. My mate Craig sent these to me, one of which I think we've already posted on the website. Now, these are all from The Sun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, The Sun is is a shit rag, but it's still the most read newspaper in, in the UK, bizarrely, but, um, which means they've probably read by 13 people. <laughs> but 
this these are some headlines right that are out there in the last seven to ten days right urgent warning is 300,000 brits living with stealth disease that could kill within five years right you wouldn't know which one you were though if it was stealth right there we go yeah moving clocks forward an hour could be dangerous for millions of brits with serious heart conditions that's actually called will it time and my great 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 granddad is responsible for that so sorry about that not that i was there because i didn't have to do me but that's a true thing we've got we've got a double whammy here we've got a brace because we're chucking a bit of climate change in there as well yeah how the weather is harming your health from heart attacks to strokes to gout (laughs) gout what's gout i don't know fucking stakes falling from the sky (laughs) Um, how weather is humming. Yeah, yeah. Next one. Cold weather. Snow shoveling can increase your chance of a heart attack. And you're just like, right, so hang on a minute, right? So oh, something's going on. In, something's going on in the background. Footballers are dropping like flies. Another lad died yesterday, 21 years old, Greek, right? And, and so then they're throwing out, right, how can we hide this? How can we hide this? Yeah. Like, because you can't say it's not happening because... I'm poking with this. No, he's definitely dead. Like, it's happening, and everyone mm. can see it, right? And everyone's life experiences that, oh, yeah, fucking actually, I do know. Like, when I go to Kitty Gym with Litland, like, I've heard a few conversations there, um, which are very much kind of bragging about, oh, I had Pfizer, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I had this, as if it's, like, the latest fucking pair of Air Jordans. But also now what's coming into conversations is, like, yeah, no, I was all right. Like, I, I didn't get really all from it, to be fair. It's like, okay, so the only reason you're having that conversation then is because someone did. Right? And you know that someone did, and so you have a bit of a conversation about it. So people's life experiences, seeing this now, you're seeing it on your telly, Premier League footballers collapsing, dying, all this sort of stuff, you know, people all over the world. So then how can we hide it? We've got to hide it in some way. Yeah. And so, so, you know, urgent warning. 300,000 Brits living with a stealth disease that could kill them within five years. Oh, what, is that, been, what, yeah. what is that stealth disease then? Because what they're hoping is that then within five years, when everyone starts dropping like flies... Um, or, you know, swathes of people are dying, they'll just go, we told you, there's a stealth disease. Do you remember? Yeah. And shoveling. You haven't been shoveling snow, have you? It hasn't even snowed. I live in Dubai. (laughs) Shoveling sand. All right, yeah, all right, that's what done it. Well, there's other ones as well. I mean, just before, I don't know if you've got any more of them, but the one that goes in the middle of that is devoted football fans may be at greater risk of heart attacks because of rocketing levels of stress during football matches. Which didn't happen before. So watching football now will cause you to have a heart attack. Yeah, but this is the thing. Like there was four last weekend. Four games were stopped because of people collapsing in the stand, cardiac arrest, one death, unfortunately. Um, they they happen regular. They happen more than are reported as well. Um, you know, because I've been having conversations with footballers and stuff. You know, know a few of them, and they'll say, oh, "Yeah, one collapsed at our game." And you go and search, it's like there's no mention of it mm. in the media. You know, these are like. You know, professional football levels, League One, League Two, League Championship, Premier League level. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, a bit stressed from football. Okay. Well, why didn't that happen before? Has football got more stressful? Stressed from watching football, though. Yeah. Not even playing it. Doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I, I put something <laughs> on Twitter, Twitter a while ago. Obviously, like, my dad was a pro. He played yeah. for years as a professional footballer, right? This is a time when footballers didn't take care of themselves like they do now. You know, you'd have a fag and a, and a pint at half time, a lot of these fuckers. Yeah. And then, and then, fag is in cigarette. I always forget this is international. There's probably Americans thinking, why is he being such a homophobic bastard? Like, yeah, they um, only get 20 minutes. I mean, yeah, between that and an orange juice. 
But when I played, even, you know, I mean, I played like junior, I was at Portsmouth Football Club, um, and obviously before I went into beach soccer. But then when I would occasionally play with adults, like when I was a kid, because I'd often play up, you know, when I was 15, I was playing in men's teams. A lot of the lads were having, the older lads were having cigarettes at half time, then going out and running around for 45 minutes. N- never saw anything. And then I was a season ticket holder for Derby for years. I followed them around the country for years. Never saw it once. Never saw it once. In the crowd, none of it. My brother um, played. Never saw it. My sister played uh, football for the Isle of Wight, travelling around. And then she followed Tottenham Hotspur around the country. She never saw it. So how did we never see it? I've been, I've been to hundreds and hundreds of professional football games in my life. I've never seen anyone in the crowd drop. Now it's constant. Yet we're being gaslighted. We're being gaslighted into believing, oh, no, no, that always happened. Uh, no, in a didn't. time in like the eighties, mid eighties to to late eighties, especially and all the time before that, you stood in the stand on on bleachers and you froze your tits off and had a burger, and now they're kind of comfortable sitting there with probably heated seats. But now you're going to have heart attacks more often now. Are you? It's just come on. We were getting crushed as a kid because you had the terraces. Obviously, before the Hillsborough disaster, you had terraces, and then you had these big massive bars in the middle of it, that, that Im- immovable. And I remember as a kid being put sat on top of it. So that when there were these surges and people are getting their fucking ribs cracked about, obviously as a kid you're safe on that. No one was collapsing and dying. Or you fell on, in the, on the regular. <laughs> that happened once or twice. <laughs> I end up on the pitch once or twice. It's an instant ban now, you know. It doesn't matter how old you are. What's that? Running on the pitch. So when what I was a kid, yeah, Marco Gabbiadini made his debut for Derby away at Pompey, and I was obviously living in the Isle of Wight. So my sister took me over. Shilton was still in goal for Derby in those days, and Gabbiadini scored the winner in a one-nil win. And I literally leapt, I don't know how old I would have been, eight, maybe. I literally leapt on the pitch and ran on towards him. And then a couple of grown-ups fought, fuck it, in for a penny, in for a pound. So they ran on as well. But, you know, a bit of punch in the air at the Pompey fans. Fuck off. Mum and dad aren't here, I can say fuck off. And then run back into where you where you sat, or stood, sorry. But now that's an instant ban. A, a, a steward would grab you and you're off and you're done. I would love to think is your, was your dad commenting all the time he's going and um, and they've scored a goal in the last minute it's one but that's my son what's oh, he doing God. what's he doing on oh, the pitch oh he's swearing I can see by the lip reading here <laughs> he stuck the V's up yeah, yeah. and now the snooker and now the snooker yeah. yeah, but but the thing is, like that, all that life experience of playing football, being around football, watching football around other people that were doing the same, never any experience of this. In I'm 40 years old now, never an experience of it. And then all of a sudden, the last, you know, eight months, nine months, and also people go, I, I we are in the middle of a pandemic. All right, well, why weren't they dropping before the rollout then? Hmm. Just explain that. It's just a question. I'm not making an assertion. Just explain that to me. Why weren't they? Uh... But also, people don't drop down. We've had this from China at the start. People go where people don't just drop down having heart attacks from the Rona, even if you believe in it. They get yeah. it ill, and at the very extreme end, they have to go into a hospital, and then they get put on midazolam, and then they die. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah, they, they get tested with a test that doesn't work, <clears> and then they just get stuck on remdesivir, and they die of acute kidney failure. They don't collapse on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've sorted that that out. Um, sexy M and M's. A sexy. Uh, are we talking about the sweets or the wrapper? We take the wrapper off and have a look at the sweet. <laughs> yeah, go on then. I can see why M&M's are yeah. sexy, I suppose. They're, Mar- they're quite nice. <laughs> Mars gives, not the planet, the company, Mars gives M&M's a makeover to promote inclusivity. Oh, here we go. Yep. Candy maker Mars is giving a makeover to its six M&M characters as a way to promote inclusivity. Really? The, the, the transgender one, then, obviously. Yeah. 
and it's not but i really hope there is and There's i don't know pe- how that will work no, <laughs> it's not far off. Candy Maker Mars is giving a makeover to itself. I read that bit. The company said that it will provide a modern take on the appearance of the characters, which Mars calls lentils. So they're called lentils, apparently. Mentals. Yeah, lentil health. And give them more a nuanced personality. The lentils, which are featured in red, green, yellow, and brown and blue, will also come in different shapes and sizes. Fatty. Some of the changes to the m M&M and characters include making two of them less stereotypically feminine. How are they feminine? It's, it's a fucking... I mean, I'm, I'm a peanut M&M fan, personally. So it's a peanut covered in chocolate, covered in, you know, a sort of sugary sort of out, outer coating. I don't know how feminine that is. Well, oh, look at that bird over there. You see her? Look at the sugary coating. Fucking <laughs> hell. I bet, she's got a, I bet she's got a peanut inside. <laughs> she will have. Whee! In the new version... The green M&M ditches the high... Sorry, in the new version, the green M&M ditches the high-heeled boots in favour of the sneakers. So she was wearing high-heeled boots. They've changed her boots from high-heeled ones to just trainers. And the brown candy no longer wears stilettos, opting instead for lower heels. I'd never noticed. A wedge? Yeah. Yeah, I wear a wedge. <laughs> I never they, noticed. I mean, yeah. it's not... It's not going to change the world, is it, to be fair? I just think... We go from extremes to worrying about dying of something that we can't see to now we're, that's over, so what next? Oh, just sort out the M&Ms. That's been on yeah. the back burner. But have you seen the whole thing in Ukraine, Russia? Just one thing at a time, for fuck's sake. I can't, <laughs> can we just sort the fucking M&Ms first and then we'll look at Putin? Yeah, because by the time we get the M&Ms sorted, they'll probably just, it'll just go away on its own. It's like yesterday in the gym, a, a guy, two guys were talking about the, um, the lime scale in the water. And I was like, I really want to hang myself. You've gone from <laughs> worrying about, and one of them was wearing a mask, worrying Obviously. about this nonsense to now it's over because the news has told you it's over. Now you've gone back to worrying about the lime scale in the water. And it's are, like, are you, you have heard nothing. Area? That's basically no. a conversation we had. They had two old guys. And I was like, oh, God, what planet did you just drop me off on? It's like there's no middle ground. It's just like, doesn't matter, does it? People need a void, don't they, to fill with yep. shite yep. and that's why we've spoke about it before that's why I think a lot of people the proper fucking Karens and Keiths didn't want this they, didn't want, they didn't want the Rona to end because it's got it's given them something to talk about isn't it? absolutely it's like, yeah it's like that whole thing where they say if, if you're in a um, uh, a lifeless marriage um, or sorry if you're in a lifeless relationship you've got two choices you can obviously split up but that's a hassle so why not get married and then you've got something to talk about for the rest of your lives right oh what a day and it's like um it feels a little bit like that. Like yeah. people are just, just meaningless existences, which is their choice. You mean fucking go and climb a mountain, go and do something. Anyone can do whatever you want to do in life. Um, just go and try at least. I tried to climb a mountain, didn't go well. Yeah, but by trying to do it, you did something. This is the point, isn't it? You you did something, you achieved something in, in just fucking doing it. But instead, it's like, well, no, I don't really want to. I'd rather just stand by the water cooler talking about. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it is very odd. To go back, though, do you know what, who invented, or not necessarily who invented, but why M&Ms were invented? Did someone drop their peanut in someone's bum hole or something? It's similar. It was actually um, invented for the Vietnam War. <laughs> See how they're connected? Go on. It, yeah, it was so, because uh, obviously it's humid and hot and, and stuff over in Vietnam. And so it was so the, um, the oh, sorry, Vietnam. So the American soldiers could have a little bit of chocolate 
they had developed this coating on it so it doesn't so it wouldn't melt. Melt in your mouth, not in your hands. Remember the buzz line, and that was why it was invented. invented I thought that was Eminem. I thought that was Maltesers. No, Eminem's. Was it? How would Maltesers work? I thought that was melt in your mouth and not in your hand. No, they always melt in your hands. They Maltesers. do always melt in your hand. You're absolutely yeah, right. Annoying. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, M&M's. And your pockets. Yeah. Um, yeah. I once knew a, knew a kid at school, we were on year eight camp, and he fell asleep on a booster um, bar, and then he woke up and it stuck to his eyelid, and it, <laughs> wel- and it welded his eyelid shut. Amazing. And it was perfectly formed, and he was freaking out because it had literally stuck his eye shut. It was the funniest was it, was thing it, I'd seen le- in years. Was it his left eye as well? It was. Yeah. It was brilliant. He just oh, and he had a perfectly formed chocolate bar, but his eye was like cemented together with this chocolate bar. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I used to wake up every morning um, with my eyes stuck together. <laughs> True story. When I was little, I had eye surgery, um, a couple of eye surgeries, and they were just they were a, a mess. Really, I've got these scars on my eyelids. They're very like small. So the surgeon did a hell of a job. No, it was styes. I had cysts. Sorry, cysts oh, built up inside. Yeah, it was horrible. And um, not that I really remember it that well, but I kind of do vaguely remember waking up in the mornings and because of the gunk, obviously yeah. then goes hard, they were literally stuck. Oh it's my like, God. Mum. Mum. Happy birthday. And it's like, she'd have to come in with a um, uh, hot hot water and um, a blowtorch. No, with a uh, with cotton wool. And, and just, you know, and then I could, oh, I've got to school now. That's yeah, weird, isn't it? You've got such a weird like body. You've got so many just, but they're really odd things. Oh no, I'm a freak. Yeah, but they're yeah. really odd things. Like you're a very handsome man, but there's like these kind of <laughs> things that just go wrong with you that go, don't go wrong with other people. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. I I need someone to sort of just smack me on the side like a telly. <laughs> I occasionally just go fuzzy. Give it a wallop. Yeah, there you go, it's fine. that's it. That's it. Yeah, I was born. Well, I was born with all sorts of wrong, but you just. I was going to say, it. fucking hell, pot kettle. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's very. You true. came out an ostrich, didn't you? You had to be rebuilt. Basically, yeah, from the top to bottom. I basically yeah. RoboCop. Um, I think they did a very good job, Richard. I think they did a great job. Um, although they could have uh, given me steroids and elongated my legs, as a child. But there you go. It's the eighties, wasn't it? Yeah. Spotify. Oh, pregnant and um, pregnant emojis. See, See this this was a thing a while back. Do you remember? It, it kind of it came out and then disappeared, and now it's back. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. No, he did. I agree. And I saw this again, and I was thinking, I'm sure we've covered this before, but this was January this year. A pregnant man features among the 37 new emojis coming to iPhones in Apple, Apple's new update. From a pregnant man to a biting lip. Oh, I've got myself pregnant, and I got a willy. Um, the How 30... has he done that? Because he's because he's got a vagina. That's how he's done that. Because he's not a woman. He's not. He's a woman. Um, from pregnant man to biting lip, thirty-seven new emojis coming to iPhones have been finally revealed. <laughs> finally, I've been waiting. Ta-da! Apple's own design. I mean, that's pretty much the, the long short of it. The pregnant man and pregnant person. It's called. It's, I mean, <clears throat> it's like at the end of the day, it's an emoji. Like it gives monkeys. But I just don't use it. But then at the same time, because you like look at the same stuff that we you know look at and you can see where it's going in terms of like the kind of genderless human and the normalization of this whole sort of fucking transhuman agenda which is further down the line you know why they're doing it and it is to normalize it it is to normalize two and two equals five and that's the whole point so when you can see that 
it does become frustrating because you look at it on another level. Yeah. When you look at it on a base level, it's like, it's a fucking emoji. Yeah, and that's kind of the same thing with the M&Ms, taking the boots off them. If you understand where it's all little, you know, the chips in the armour of, of sanity, that's why we point these things out, not because we really, we just find it funny, but yeah. but it well, does have a, has a reason for it. I mean, this is part, which was, it says, which was, sorry, the pregnant man and woman person recognised that pregnancy is possible for some transgender men and non-binary people. It's not. It's just not. You, you can have a baby if, if you have a female body is that simple you are that, female you that's are simple all you're doing is saying i'm trans i'm non-binary and and you can say that and believe it and do what you want like i couldn't care less but the fact is you're if you have a baby inside you it's because your body is female yeah. it's that simple absolutely yeah um but you can see it actually like you're saying like so you're, you're taking the femininity away with the m&ms all that sort of bollocks but then you also on the other hand like you're taking the masculinity out of men like completely demasculated men yeah. to the point where you end up with Justin Trudeau. Um, and you can just see all it is doing is just morphing men and women into one. Well, that's what's happened. That's why this whole COVID narrative has been able to be pushed out. was because they, they demasculated men for 30 years, especially in the last 10 years. This is a huge part. <clears throat> I interviewed um, Dr. Was it David McDonald the other day in his book about, um, I, said, I can't remember what it was called. The fear in America is how they fear mongered America, basically. And a huge part of that is about how they demasculated men and there was no men there to stop this nonsense happening, saying we're not having it. And that's what's yeah. happened. And and that's this is part of it. And that's why we point out agendas go on for a long time and they chip away at you. So this is this is um, part of it. So it says, which is part of the... Cal sorry, the non... So Emojipedia is apparently something, which is part of the California-based Unicode Consortium, the central bank of all approved emojis. There's a job. That's a job. You approve emojis. I mean, I... What's the point? What's the I'd point? put very little effort into that job, if it were me. I wouldn't put any. I'd yeah, yeah. No. Yes, no. Yeah. Randomly. Can I just write yes for all of them? <laughs> I'll eat the sandwich, yeah? i mean some M&Ms. Hang on a minute, yeah. there's a problem here. Yeah, but that's basically it. So that, that was the pregnant man emojis back. But I do remember, you're right, I remember it being part of something before, and I think it went away, and now yeah. it's resurfaced. The thing about that whole, you know, masculinity thing, it, you know, obviously they completely demonize masculinity with that whole toxic masculinity thing um, that they were pushing. But at the same time, like, it's, it's just, it's a masculine trait to say, I'm not having it, get to fuck, right? Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that that's just men that do that and women sit home making beans on toast. Women have masculine traits as well. And it's their, that masculine trait within them, which is saying, fucking get out of my house. Like so, by taking that mm. from from both sides, you're just creating this docile um, mentality where you're just terrified of everything, um, yeah. and it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. It I'm embarrassed by by rebels, to be honest. Like I, I we're filming right now, um, obviously today, and I've obviously write a, um, an opening monologue, and part of it I'm saying like, if if your if your reputation before 2020 was that of an anti-establishment rebel your reputation now is in tatters you're a fucking fraud because they're all the same they're all cowards mm. all of them and this whole spotify thing just just is is a huge example of that yeah well holding it yeah neil young and people don't sorry uh, you can you hear me i thought i pressed mute no i can hear you yeah, yeah it's fine 
Sound wonderful. Um, yeah, Neil Young, obviously, is the, is the classic example of what he's done. Popped his head up on the parapet, waffling on about Neil Young, and then you find out that the company that bought his back catalogue is now run by the ex-CEO and founder of Pfizer. <laughs> you just think, oh, Neil Young. Neil Young. I never really liked his music anyway, but that's not really the point. The point was he was supposed to be anti-establishment like all of these are. All of this hippie movement that come out of the canyon, which was a CIO, um, basically, yeah, PSYOP. The whole thing was a PSYOP from the canyon. And some great books out there. I think Mark Devlin talked about it um, on the on the interview you did with him. Yeah. It, the whole CIA, and he'd be part of that as well. Janis Joplin. All of this yeah, is a there's, PSYOP. There's a lot of them, that Joni Mitchell and stuff. They're, they're, you know, never trust a hippie for a start. But they all came out of there. You're right. And, and it's them that are, are forcing this. Plus, like, Dave Grohl, who's... Oh, God, what a mess. I think I used to buy his records. Fucking Kurt Cobain must be fucking spinning his grave. Mm. Um, and then, but then the rest of the people that are cancelling, if you look at it, they're literally like, I'm looking down this going, who the fuck is that? It's almost like, yeah. um, I want to jump on this. I want to virtue signal this because then people might know who I am. It's like, it's like a marketing campaign. Like cancel Spotify. Cancel it then. Cancel yeah. it. You know, but it's funny because then on the other side of it, People are people that are maybe on our side are looking, going, fucking, hell, this is ridiculous. Like, Joe Rogan's literally having a conversation with a cardiologist, the most published cardiologist, peer-reviewed cardiologist in America, and who's just saying this is what we're seeing, and he's having a conversation with the inventor of mRNA technology, saying this is what is happening and this is what it can do. You know, they're just two conversations. Uh, this is outrageous that you would be pushing to delete that, and it's like, yes, it is outrageous, but at the same time, mate. Fuck has been deleted for decades. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and boy George come out today, didn't he? Not again. Not that way. He's been he's been out for years. Um, saying the same thing. He was he's jumped. He's just basically jumped on it. Desperate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just just desperate for relevance. You know, it was funny. Like we were talking off air as well. Like, Lalani retweeted that guy saying, "He's basically paraphrasing. Is he the only guy to have ever chained a rent boy to a radiator?" got 15 months in prison and still considered himself a national treasure and it's such yeah. a good question yeah and he's why and... am i gonna listen to you boy george is that his name well, i don't even know what his name is his name george now what is his name i actually have no idea what boy george's real name is i really don't know actually so yeah google it I, I i'm assuming that's not his real name there you go but um yeah again that's what they do it comes out of the canyon not boy george was a little bit later obviously but he was being used to kind of he wouldn't have known it at the time to push kind of transgender um, issues in the 80s. He would have been used for that purpose. There's a re I mean, the guy can sing, no doubt about it. He's incredibly talented. But he still was used to push a kind of um, non-gender image. He, he definitely was. And a lot of other... Uh, Bowie would have been the same at some yeah. point as well. It's the same as Harry Styles now. Every yeah. time oh. you see Harry Styles, he's got a bloody handbag and high heels or whatever. The what is wearing. going on? I mean, is he... I mean, to, to like, this is the thing. It goes back to the emoji. Like, I'm very much you do you, and if he wants to do that, I couldn't give a shit. Like, I'm mm. not one of those people that looks at him and goes, "This is sick." Like, why is it? He wear high heels. If he wants to wear high heels. I can give a shit. Like, if he likes them, his calves look good. To be fair, it's the whole point of them. It's great. But then at the same time, it's like, but I know the meaning behind that. I know why that's been pushed. Yeah. And it's not coming from him. It's not coming from a natural. Do you know what? I'm just expressing myself. You know, it's part of his 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 deal with. Is it? It's not Versace, is it? Who's his deal with? Is it Louis Vuitton? It's Sounds the, right. It's one of the yeah. big companies like that, are, you know, that he's doing this stuff for. It's obviously 
it's coming from them. It's coming from their um, marketing department, why they want to do it. And so you look at it and you go, right, well, there's a reason behind it. And, it, you know, he's another one that's just being exploited in that sense. He is. He is, definitely, yeah. As you say, you're not looking at it in the same lens, through the same lens as other people are looking at going, it's just, just clothes, isn't it? You go, well, it's not really the point. The point is that it's been used for... But that's when you need to understand the whole agenda, or, or as much as we do understand. You never understand all of it. Um, certainly not now with this whole pivot in the UK and all this COVID madness that's dropped down. And we haven't even spoken about COVID today at all which has been no, quite amazing i have I one covid one can you do one, your one, my COVID one isn't one? really even covid it's it's just a ridiculous thing like australia is insane mm. but a little bit of kind of my my and it might sound easy for me to say but i look at some things where people are saying like this is what happened and it's horrific and you're like but then what but then what did you do about it like what did you do about it? And so there's there's this story where a woman has the kids have obviously had a fall together. She's got one year old and a three year old. I don't know if they're probably wrestling or whatever. When I look at how Alora is with Ophi, like trying to hug her, and it's like just be gentle. Yeah. So you know, but they both stacked it, and the one year old's hurt the back a little bit, and the three year old's potentially broken her arm. Right. So the mum takes them to the emergency room. Turned out you have to fill out this thing on a fucking iPad, obviously. And one of the questions there is, are you vaccinated? So she says no. And it says, why not? Is it because of an exemption? Is it because of this? Is it because of that? So she just says, no, it's personal choice. And so then it goes, basically, computer says no. And so the security guard comes over and says, I'm sorry, yeah, we, we, we can't see your children. You have to go. What? Yeah, so what? she leaves. So she leaves. But then you're just like... That's none of their business why you're not doing so. You've got a one-year-old with a damaged back, potentially. <sighs> you've got a three-year-old with a potentially broken arm. So what do you mean you just leave? What are you paying your national insurance for? Like, I just, if that's me... I'll just stay. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to see anyway. my fucking... Someone's going to yeah. see my fucking kids. Yeah. Like, simple as that. It's or happening. I, yeah. Either I drag you out here, or you see them. Yeah. It's not, I'm not moving. If I have to bite the security guard's nose, then I'll yeah. fucking bite it. Because yeah. someone's seeing the kids, because they're more important than me. The repercussions for me biting your nose are not as bad as what could happen if they don't potentially get treated for an injury. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll... And that security I'll, guard I'll should be going, it. I ain't doing that. Well, that's if, the he, thing, if he was a man it? at all, and this is where the whole demasculation gone. If you were a man at all, you'd go, I ain't bloody doing that. I'm going to drag him out. Kid's got a broken arm. What's shit? See him. Yeah, exactly. You would do that. What exactly. about your job? You would still do it. You just would go, I'm not doing of, that. You're supposed just, to be a... I'm just following orders bullshit. No, you're, doing, they, you know, you're a coward, and yeah, you're doing you're what coward, you know yeah. is wrong. Yeah. You're not following you're a, orders. You're a coward. You're a coward. I mean, if, you, if you do what you know morally to be wrong, but you do it anyway, you're dead. Yeah, good shot. You're dead. Because once once you've lost your humanity, you're not human anymore. That's the whole fucking point. Why are you just a shell, an empty vessel, a waste of space? That security guard isn't isn't guarding the children and he isn't guarding the hospital staff. He's guarding the government. He's guarding the narrative. That's what he's doing. He's, he's yeah. a henchman, basically. That's what he is. He's just... It just annoys me so much. I mean, that's mad. I mean, this one is even... This is silly compared to that. But it just shows the insanity of what people do. I mean, these are teachers, by the way, obviously. So oh, COVID. Here we go. Um, this came through from. This came in late in the day, but we got it through from Paul Melton today. Um, Thanks, Paul. And this was great. Cheers, Paul. Um, COVID. Plan to chop bottom of classroom doors <laughs> off to help ventilation. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. Scotland's mad, isn't it? It's like the saloon doors, but you got you know just keep the top bit. 
It's like... Imagine proposing that, though, with thinking... Well, not only proposing it, thinking it's a good idea, you're only meant to chop the bloody doors off, but but then if it's me, like, and I'm here, like, what we're going to do, we need to obviously find a way, create more ventilation, and you come in and you go, just chop the doors off. That's not ventilation. We might as well so, go outside. You've invited him. And you carry on thinking of actual legitimate things that you can do, but they've gone, that's fucking brilliant. It's like That's when you're absolutely brilliant. <laughs> when you're eight or nine, and you're just like saying stuff for a, to annoy people for a laugh in the back of the classroom. So kids, so how could we get more ventilation in the room? Chop the doors off. Yeah. Oh, she's wrote it down. She's wrote can it I, down. Can I make a point though? That's just dawned on me. Right. So you've got to sit down, <laughs> and you can take and you can take your mask off at a restaurant, at a pub, at, at anywhere. Once you sat down, I can take my mask off. Right. When I stand up, I need to put my mask on because it's dangerous. So that would suggest that the particles are in the air. Right. They sit at around six foot. Yeah. Right? That's so, why I've never had it. Yeah. My brother's fucked. So it sits at around six foot. Right. Like that. So I'm OK here. So but they've not chopped the top of the doors off. <laughs> they've taken the bottom of the doors off. So, so you just hit a wall. So where is, so where is it? Because <laughs> if it's because if it's on the floor. Then I'm, if it's low down, then that doesn't work, does it? Surely then I have to put a mask on when I sit down. And when I stand up, take mask off. <gasps> mask back on and then sit down. Sound logic. Are they just worried that if they chop the top of the door off, they'll just be there studying and go, oh, my fucking horse is back. Yeah, so it's hard. Just, <laughs> just popped his head over. Just give it, just give it some hay. It will fuck off. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of pounds have been available for the bottom of classroom doors to be chopped off in a bid to improve ventilation. They've put money aside for this, money, and it's guys. a lot of money. I mean, I just, I, I just think this is where your taxes are going through. People in Scotland, this is what they're spending your money on. A sum of three hundred thousand pounds has been set out by the Scottish government, so that around two thousand doors can be undercut to increase airflow. How does it cost money to do less? Also, how like how it, does it cost three hundred thousand pounds to cut two thousand doors? How I much are they charging? I, I'm not great at maths. I could put it in the old calculator. I mean, cutting the bottom off a door, that's a five-minute job, if that. So Why don't what you just make the rather? doors smaller instead of having to make them bigger and then cut it off? But Why don't you make them smaller in the first place? Imagine being a homeless person on the streets of like Edinburgh or Glasgow. You ain't got door problems, have you? But it's, well, that's true. But it's like, you know, obviously I could do with some money to sort of get me into, you know, a halfway house... I could do with some money to get me into... Like, round the corner from here, there's a homeless shelter, and I think it's about 16 quid a night. Okay. I think it's what it is. So when we used to go out drinking, obviously, before the world went mad, sometimes we'd walk down Friar Gate, which is, like, where the bars, a lot of the bars are, and there'd be homeless people kind of sat outside. So you obviously give them a few quid. Uh, Gemma, on more than one occasion, gave them her coat, <laughs> which was great. Uh, one of them she gave a poncho and we saw her about 18 months later still wearing a poncho oh, I was like, that's, that's quite sweet yeah. but it's 16 quid a night so their situation is like we're out here once we get the 16 quid we're in and so you get a room in this in this shelter thing um, and so you know yeah, you get a good night hopefully you can get in there quite early good night's sleep if you've had a bad night you might still be there at 2 in the morning you know trying to get some money together yeah. so you go okay so 16 quid right so you've got 300 grand there I'm not very good at maths, but how many people and how many nights can you get off the street for that money? And and then you have to explain to a homeless person who's freezing his fucking ass off that, oh, actually, sorry, we haven't got that money because we had to cut 2,000 doors down a bit. <laughs> Why? 
That's the homeless yeah. person will go, why? Yeah. Um, that COVID, get, let COVID out or in. Why doesn't COVID get in? homeless people? Well, this is a good point, isn't it? Because they've got ponchos, I think. Why One doesn't it get a poncho? Um, Their the health would be yep. worse, obviously. They are not. They don't have a, a healthy diet, <clears throat> if any fucking diet. Um, they're cold, uh, damp, places that they're stressed. Staying, stressed to hell. Yeah. Fine. Nope, I don't know. But we're not going to sort those poor buggers out. We're going to spend it on undercutting doors. So in the letter to the Scottish Parliament's Education Committee, this is what these dickheads are doing. These are utter fucking tards. Shirley Ann Somerville, she's got a double-barrel surname, of course she has, the country's education secretary, set out a number of measures in order to tackle the issue. These people are fucking stupid. Like, remedial stupid. They're not even trying. Like People... Like not even trying to be bright. That's why they're picked. She told MPs that around 2,000 doors in schools and nurseries across Scotland have been deemed as having problematic ventilation. Well, oh, yes, yeah, a door. This, it's a door. That's what it's supposed to, <laughs> supposed to do. What do, you, what do you mean? Do you know, when I was a kid, I used to play tennis outside and we'd have it in like a, like a cage, you know, like with a door. And I used to just run across it and just every time like we're playing tennis, I'd, to annoy the other people playing tennis, I used to run along and shut it. And just shout, I'm just keeping the air in. I'm just keeping the heat in. And just to annoy all the other tennis players. That's the same logic as that. And I was eight when I was doing that, for a laugh. I would do it a lot. Like, when we were blatantly outside, I would shut doors. I'd go up to car doors and shut them and go, just keeping the air in. Just for a laugh, to annoy people. This is the same fucking logic. And I was eight. I still do it now, to be fair. But the government expects to spend around £4.43 on the measure. Which what? also... Measures. It also includes 1.6 million on the air filters and 2.4 million on mechanical fans. You're circulating it. You're like, it's like, like put it in a mixer. Somerville explains the costs, not Jimmy Somerville, to be borne by an additional 5 million allocated for capital spending in schools will vary significantly in practice. Based on, on informal uh, local authority feedback, informal, I just don't care. We expect that relatively only a very small number of learning, teaching or play spaces will persistently will have persistently high CO2 levels. Here we go. Oh, yeah. They're just dragging in climate change, basically, in there. He won't know that. The guy that wrote that, Lewis McKenzie, who seemed like a nice guy. He looks about... He actually looks like Adam McPartland. Um, but that's obviously a little bit of climate change coming in at the back end of that there. But, but that's a huge budget. And, and at the On time when, when education is, is, is dropping um, arts from the schools because they don't have the budget for it, yep. they dro- they're dropping sports because they don't have the budget for it, but they do have millions and millions of pounds to spend chopping doors in art. <laughs> Why do we live on this planet? I mean, it's, it's not the planet, it's thing. the people. It's, it's, it's insane. And like, Laura's like a year away from, from going starting school now and I'm fucking dreading it I know you are mate I walked past the school with Arthur yesterday to the shops and I was like speaking to him chatting away as you do to your kids Um, I don't just ignore him and um, (laughs) and, uh, I was like you'll go there one day if it's not mad and mental and people aren't still wearing around masks and cutting doors off and I was actually chatting to him like that and I'm like thinking I don't know if you are going to go there one day no I know that's the thing I think we might well have the first year so like your reception year where we just teach from home but i don't want them to miss out on the social aspect like i hated school don't get me wrong i fucking hated school um but the social aspect was was great i mean i i didn't pay attention at school very much some people might 
uh, not find that a surprise. But <laughs> but I was daydreaming, and yeah. and 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 if I if it was a class that I was interested in, then I was on it. Like you know, so to be fair, English, I was on it. I've always loved English, um, and I love writing, um, and obviously sports. But maths, oh, fuck off, science, kind of take it or leave it. Depends what part of science it was. Chemistry was fun, but yeah. I kind of you know wasn't really that bothered. Um, I remember one time I wasn't listening, and Miss Castle, who was a, a hateful woman, um, went Gareth and banged the desk. I was like, well, yeah. She's like. We are well, obviously we're learning what a chameleon was, and so this was year five. So how old are you? Nine. So they're talking about chameleon, and apparently James Palmer, as another kid, had sort of partially answered it. So I should have got it really, but I wasn't listening. So she said, "What's a chameleon?" I went, "What?" But I'm at the back of the class, obviously, because I'm naughty. Why do you put the naughty kids at the back of the class? To make any fucking sense? No, put doesn't. them in the front where you can deal with them. Lee, at the back, I'm having a riot. I don't want to deal with them. No. Nah. So I was like, um, someone that cracks jokes makes people laugh. <laughs> Because I've misheard, haven't I? She went mental, right? And then parents' evenings, literally like a week later or whatever. <laughs> and so she said, you know, he's not paying attention, blah, blah, blah. Dad's gone, right, okay. And I'm um, just going to, just to give an example. So she gave that example. So <laughs> Dad's just burst out laughing. And then she's got shirt, shirty with Dad. It's funny. I misheard. It's, it's, it's funny. But it's funny anyway. She should have laughed. She should have gone home if she weren't mental and spoke to her husband or wife and gone, or the cat. And gone. I, just, I, I couldn't. I shouldn't. I managed not to laugh. But this was brilliant. This kid's hilarious. Like yeah. you would have done that if you were normal. But you yeah. never got. You probably got one or two normal teachers, even in the eighties. Then. So imagine how bad it is now. Because we got I, a couple I can, of like can, good ones. I can think of them. Miss Wood, um, in primary school, she was lovely and funny. Uh, Miss Kadai was lovely and funny, and Miss Simmons was lovely and funny. Beyond that, the women. <laughs> beyond that. Really, to be fair, Mr. Clark was quite funny in, in middle school and Miss Stamp was pretty funny in high school. And I remember going out and having a pint with her a couple of times um, with other kids when we were older, when we were 18. Like, she'd still have a pint with us. Um, she was sound. Apart from that, like, meh. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. The education system is absolutely done. So, we, I mean, that's pretty much all. I, oh, this is a good one, though. Lawrence, is it Lawrence Fox? Lawrence Fox. Why is he back? testing himself? Have you seen him? I mean, I'd test myself if I was if I looked like he does. He looks like, oh, can I say? He looks like he's got a very devastating illness from the eighties. <laughs> I I've got to your say, own conclusions. I, I like Lawrence Fox, and I liked Lawrence Fox when he was in Lewis. I liked. I thought Hathaway was a great character, and I thought he played it really well because um, it, it had lots of sort of elements to it um, in terms of you know, kind of like perhaps childhood trauma that he brought to the that was never really discussed that much um but anyway um i liked it and when he came out and said you know the certain things on Newsnight, i thought he was right if you're judging me and saying i'm privileged for my race you're being racist you're, you're judging my character based on the color of my skin that's racism by any definition so he was right for that and he got vilified but there's other things that he does that i like his stance on covid has been on point completely but then why is he testing himself? I don't know. This is he where said, I think they go, they go just as far. I mean, he's a great actor. There's no problem about it. It's just this thing specifically. Like, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't understand it, Rich. So like he says he had a bit of a sniffle, didn't he? Yeah. Well, so, 
I know, I, I don't really understand either. So Lawrence Fox has revealed he's tested positive for COVID just days after sharing a photo of himself wearing a white T-shirt with the slogan, no vaccine needed, I have an immune system. I wonder, because that's so blatant, if they're setting people up or they're, they're putting themselves out there as anti, then getting it and then having to backtrack it, which makes everyone look bad. Because it well, just seems like, why would you put, a, I mean, the T-shirt, no vaccine needed, I have an immune system. He's blatantly taken that on purpose. That's a promotion thing. To then backtrack, you would just shut up and not even tell anyone. You would just go, mm, I'm just going to stay in for a couple of weeks then. You wouldn't go out and tell anyone off the back of it. So I do wonder if these people are put out there to pretend they're anti this, then to get it, then to prove us, to, to make us all look a bit mental. Because that's just too blatant for me, for him to go out and, and put himself out there as anti vaccine then get it and then come out with this nonsense i, I just uh, maybe that's conspiracy theories no, it's, it's, it's worth a conversation um you know it's worth a conversation about anyone in terms of of this sort of stuff you know people ask questions of me uh, all the time um in terms of people of, of your legitimacy and you know all that sort of stuff so it's fine to ask that question but i, I you know i don't know with Lawrence. I, I like kind of a lot of what he says and i, I think he's kind of very sort of to the point and doesn't back down and doesn't tend to sort of cower away. But you could have a point, and I, I think there's quite a bit of it around, um, because what the conversation you can't have is surrounding its existence. That's the conversation you can't have. You can have kind of conversations which compare it to a seasonal flu or compare it to, you know, maybe quite a bad um, flu season or, or whatever. You, you can Those conversations are fine. You're allowed to have those conversations. But when you start having the conversations over the purification, isolation, the fact that of you know whether this is even a thing, that's when you get banned. Mm. That's when you get booted, and it feels like you know that is the Rubicon that they don't want people to cross. They don't want people to look at that and go, "Well, hang on, what if this is such a monumental fraud?" Because then people come back and go, "Well, what are people dying of then?" Uh, I don't know. Take your pick. Football stress. Anything. Anything. The same things they died of in 2019, yeah. 2018. Yeah. The, the people die. The difference is mm-hmm. you're taking a test to say you've got something at that point. That's the only difference. That's literally the only difference. Yeah, um, and we have to ask these questions of people and why yeah. people like... I mean, to be fair to him there, he says, so on his Twitter account, he said, in other news, felt shivering and crap yesterday. Turns out I've been visited by Lord COVID at last and have Omnicold. Um if the left and brackets if the left is to be, be believed so he's taking the piss as well so to be fair to him he's come out and said it i think you just wouldn't say anything i don't either um you know i i, I don't know i think it kind of keeps that illusion going of of the fact that it's a thing mm. i think there's possibility that that's what it is you have to understand these people the psyop of, of this and the, the full spectrum of it as they cover all bases so they have people that are halfway in halfway out of it and and say things that, that prop up their main initial things which perhaps and i'm on the fence with this that it doesn't exist at all which would be the grand illusion falling down and, and that to me is a possibility as I well think, i think a lot of people are i mean he's a very intelligent man that's not he's not stupid i mean you know some of the sort of blue heart follow back pro europe lot will think he is but he's not so he will be aware of what cancel culture is and he will be aware that if he steps into the realm of i don't think this is a thing that he will go you know he'll be banned that that they will 
could get rid for that. And so it's almost like that whole kind of together movement, all those lot, well, they won't go that far. Hmm. They might do it in private over a glass of wine when, you know, camera phones off, please. But they won't do it publicly. They won't yeah. go near it. But this and, is the problem with yeah. it all, isn't it, mate? You're right. It's the problem with it all is that, that it's such a mess now with it all is that <laughs> anything, I always think the problem have, we have with authority is that we we wait for them to then we, we respond to them they don't respond to us and that's always going to be the real issue with this is that everyone the hierarchy is that they do something we respond when it needs to be the other way around we do something they respond to that and that's never going to shift the power until they're responding to us it's like a kid exactly. wobbly on the floor is that you're if they throw a wobbly in the supermarket or you say this you're responding to them the power's with them to stop and start whenever they want because you can't leave the kid so unless you're horrible so the power is with the person that has to kind of lean in and we're having to lean into them because so no matter what they do and what they come out with, we're always on the, the yeah, defensive. We're always reacting. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem, I think, is that we're always reacting to the naught to them, the parent. And that's, that's always going to be the problem, I think. But, that, but that's where we have to then, like you say, we step away yeah. and, 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 and we then refuse to acknowledge them as the parent. Exactly. And that's right. So we filmed, it'll go out obviously tomorrow, but we filmed with... Um, Christine Massey. Christine Massey is a Canadian activist, but she's the lady that basically started off the freedom of information requests. So she started sending out freedom of information requests in terms of the isolation and purification, you know, to about 30 different countries. And she's got over 200 responses from all their health um, ministries and, and their, you know, uh, fucking uh, West Midlands Health sort of NHS Trust. All these, you know, there's over 200 of them. And every single one comes back saying, now we haven't got any of it. Um, and so I asked her to explain because it goes over people's heads a bit, because you can see, like, they say that they've isolated it. So it's okay, all right, well, they say they have. Yeah, there's, there's how many studies saying they have. Okay, well, then let's break that down. So explain to me how they haven't then, basically. And she she broke it down. And it it, it is it is mad, basically, to, to put into layman's terms. It, it's a situation where they haven't got any of the virus, don't have any of it, no one seems to have any of it. You know, Mike Yeadon made a joke about that. He said it's weird no one's got any of it, given it's everywhere. So I take some cells. So you've you've tested positive, Rich. Hmm. I take some cells out of you. I stick them in a Petri dish, right? I then chuck some uh, monkey kidney cells in it, right? I put then some um, bovine secretions in it as some kind of food, apparently, to feed the cell, right? right yeah. But it needs But it needs the monkey kidney cells in it because there's not enough of it with you even though i've taken it from you okay that makes sense so then i basically chuck in a fuckload of antibiotics and i starve it and so you leave it there right over a period of time now what happens as soon as those monkey kidney cells start to die that's proof of a pathogen that i've got from you so that's proof of its existence right so that's as far as the isolation goes so so you go, right, okay, so what are these antibiotics? So there's three particular ones that they use mainly. They do kind of use different ones. But all three of them are toxic to the kidney. And you're using monkey kidney cells. So it's going to be toxic to it. So it's killing off the cells. And as soon as it kills off the cells, even though you've starved those cells as well, so they, are, they will wither and die. That's evidence. So I was like, so let me get this right. So because we've been obviously talking about truckers. So we've been talking about Trudeau. So, so let me get this right. So basically what they're saying is, I'm going to put this into a stupid fucking analogy. So... I get put in a prison cell, right, with a picture, a bust. Okay, I'll get put in a prison cell with a bust of Justin Trudeau, right? I've got it on my lap, yeah. right? Then what happens is you starve me, so there's no food coming in, 
And then every now and then you'll come in and you'll pump me full of uh, toxic uh, drugs, right? Then I die. And you open the cell door and you go, this is evidence that he was killed by Justin Trudeau's bust. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Not, not the toxic drugs or the fact that I've not been fed for two fucking weeks. And you, and so when you people come back and go, there has been. I, well, okay. So what's the method? That's the method, right? Well, that's that's not proof of anything. No, and it also sits side by side of the idea that the cure is the issue. The cure is the problem. The vax is the problem. Always was. Now something circulating that came from a year of jabbing people with these experiments. Well, um, any anyone that I see now that tests positive and is poorly. Not that the test means anything, but mm. they they they've all got one thing in common. All of them. Well, it's weird that we're at the back end of this. It'd be interesting to see what happens over the next few months. I think they've pivoted, um, and it'd be interesting to see what happens in Austria and New Zealand and and all these other places and and uh, Australia to see how far they can keep that going, especially with Wales and Scotland as well. Because if it's ending everywhere else, in a sense, ending, you know what I mean? It's all controlled. Yeah. It'd be very hard pushed for them to keep that going as well. So that'd be interesting. But, but I, I wonder though, Rich. I, I had a, I did a podcast the other week where I sort of was kind of umming and ahhing about this, or maybe a week ago. Maybe they've they've done. They feel the damage is done. So when I'm driving into work this morning, I've got the radio on, and they're already talking about the fact that interest rates are going up another half a percent, and they're expected to go up another half a percent, another four times this year, mm-hmm. right? That's because it's going to fucking decimate people. Yeah. The the um, um, Ofgem, which is the um, kind of apparently sort of governing body that kind of controls energy prices and stuff like that, um, they've lifted the cap on energy prices um, of of uh, 50%. Yeah. So these energy prices can go up. They can charge another 50%. Well, some people are already yeah. in, in – a lot of people are already in energy poverty. They can't – you know, We got an email through. A blanket email through saying that that saying exactly the same thing. So it is very real. So maybe the damage is done. They they feel like they've done it. They've because what's next is the economic collapse. Yeah, of course. Which is. was what it was all to lead up to, which leads to uh, universal basic income, which is based on you ticking all your little social credit compliance boxes. Mm-hmm. Don't follow, you know, don't follow the rules, and you don't eat, mate. That's what it's all about. And so obviously to be able to get to that point, you have to destroy people's ability to feed themselves, i.e. small business, medium-sized business. Um, and so maybe they feel like they've done that, mate. And then so what they'll do, I mean, Michael Gove came out, didn't he, yesterday, just saying, uh, apologizing for, for, for pushing for restrictions. So they're all backpedaling to save their asses. Um, Johnson's going to get thrown to the wolves. Yeah. In the end, you know, people like uh, Morrison in Australia will get thrown to the, rules, the wolves, um, you yeah. know, Trudeau is being thrown to the wolves. They're, they're all Biden will be in the end. They all will be, and they'll be fed to the masses as, look at these scumbags. They're they're the ones that caused all of this, as if they're actually in charge. They're the ones that caused all of this. They've created this catastrophe. But now we've got the issue of cleaning now up. Now we've now we've got to clean it up, and this is what we're going to do to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. That whole you know problem reaction solution thing, and so maybe that's why the Rona is 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 disappearing because they feel like they've done it. I, I completely agree with you. It's done, and they tested quite a few things along the way. They got the infrastructure for the the, the uh, Green Pass in with all the technology. That money that was failed, track and trace, wasn't failed, as you've pointed out to me as well, is that it was put into the systems that are already there now. And they've seen what, seen what, what countries and where it's got, where we are with it, what resistance will come from elsewhere. It's been a two-year testing phase, and now you've yeah. got eight years of putting it in 
place. I, I completely agree with you. That's absolutely true. It's what the Rockefellers call the Great Transition, behind the Great Reset. So that's where we're at. So I think that's why we need to kind of keep pushing out that the fact that look at this happening, happening, happening. Yeah. It isn't over. Yeah. It's the initial phase. Yeah. You just you, you just hope that the 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 one positive that will come from it is that those people that were pointing out the Rona nonsense mm. are the same people generally that are pointing out the great transition, the great reset, um, the, the whole kind of digitalization of currency, the social credit system, um, all this sort of manufactured economic collapse, the same people. Yeah. But you would hope that the fact that they've been proven to be so correct all over COVID, that it's sort of given us, a lot of us now to be fair, given us a little bit more credibility yeah i'd say so. so that so that when you know we then say look then it's like well to be fair you might be worth listening to because they were right about that that's what you hope yeah and they need another just to wrap it up like they need another another catastrophe whether that's why they've tried to shoehorn climate change in another reason to bring these things in and the catastrophe like what's happened alone isn't enough for people to go yeah that sounds great because people don't give a shit as long as it's over. So if it's over, they still need another one to go, there's a reason for you to do this and why you need to take care of others ahead of yourself. And that's the climate change, I think, agenda. Yeah. And that could be part, to be fair, of the whole Russian thing. Because, you know, all these sanctions then being put on Russia, uh, Russia and China have now joined forces to ditch the dollar, which will cripple uh, America, which has always been the plan to destroy mm -hmm. America anyway. Um, and so those sanctions on Russia will be responded to by them cutting pipeline and if they do then obviously they they basically provide most of europe's gas and most of our gas so that goes out the window so all of a sudden you've got an absolute energy crisis yeah uh, you know and so then off the back of that well to be fair not only is it climate change also we can't rely on this form of energy anymore so we're going to need to push for more greener um ways of doing it and and, and so there'll, there'll, there'll be multiple ways of them trying to push this whole green New Deal type vibe, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah, it's all connected, isn't it, Rich? Because they're all the same people. So so when things look like, you know, people go, what's COVID got to do with Russia, Ukraine? So they, they're all, they've all got something to do, mate, with mm. each other. Yeah. They, what do you mean it's got to do? Well, look at the end point and work, work your way backwards. Look at China. And how do we get there? That's basically where we're yeah. at. Yeah. Right, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Please leave us comments. Keep sending us um, whatafs to richard.willett at iconic.com. And we will speak to you in a couple of weeks. Take it easy. Love you. Don't go mad. Go mental. Mental. Hey.